Well, well, Happy New Year, Happy New Year, Happy 2022 to all the listeners of the good old days of radio show. Yep, it's a new year, and this will, I guess, in a way, start our second year, even though we didn't start it in January last year, but it'll start our our second year of old-time radio programs. And we're going to start off today, it's Tuesday, so it's Comedy Drama Variety Day, a couple weeks ago, we did the Red Skelton Christmas show, and now we're going to do the Red Skelton New Year's Day show from a couple weeks later, this one from January 1st, 1946. And a little advance warning here, there's a lot of uh, crackle, snap, crackle, and pop on this particular program. What you're getting with most of these programs that I'm playing on this podcast are pretty much direct disc transfers, direct from the original master transcriptions. These transfers were made in many cases 30, 40 years ago when I was much younger and also when audio technology was a little bit different. We could make a great transfer from an original master. That wasn't the problem. The problem was we didn't have any tools available to easily clean up the sound and remove clicks and pops. It could be done, but it would have to be done basically with a razor blade and it would take forever to do a half-hour radio show sitting there cutting up the tape with a razor blade, removing each individual click and pop. Now, there are some people that did that, not necessarily for radio shows. They did it for um, some blues reissue LPs that started coming out in the late 60s and 70s. There was a... um, genius eccentric millionaire art collector in New York City named Nick Pearls. And Nick founded the Yazoo label for music reissues. And Nick used to sit there with his razor blade in hand and he would cut out each individual pop and click from a three-minute song and it would take him days and days to do this and he would have shreds of tape everywhere and when he was finished you had a a, a record that didn't have any clicks and pops in it anymore well there are programs these days that can do that without days and days of time and without uh, razor blades cutting up tapes Um, Some of the programs work better than others. Some of them destroy the sound while they're taking those clicks and pops out. You don't want to use those. And others, if they are used properly and carefully, will work very well, and your clicks and pops will go away. But, as I said, these are not tapes made modern day. These are original reel-to-reel recordings made by me from the original 16-inch transcription discs back about 30, 40 years ago when we didn't have any way to do that. So you're going to hear clicks and pops and some surface noise on some of these programs. This particular Red Skelton program and the one we played a couple weeks ago come from Mr. Skelton's personal collection of NBC Masters. Unfortunately, as much as we can thank Red Skelton for keeping all of these things, and not destroying them, he didn't keep them in ideal storage conditions. Red Skelton lived out in Palm Springs, California, in the desert heat, and he kept his transcription collection in his garage. And so the desert heat got to these things and began to deteriorate them. By the time I got access to them, it was many, many years after they were first recorded and many, many years after they had been sitting in Red Skelton's hot Palm Springs garage. And as a result, there was so much pressure 
on the discs. He didn't stack them upright, he, uh, he, which is how you're technically supposed to stack them. He stacked them flat, and he stacked them flat in a hot garage, and so as the heat hit the transcription disc, the paper sleeve that it was in began to melt into the grooves of the transcription disc. And as it did that, little bits of paper embedded itself in the grooves of the transcription discs, and so they had to be cleaned before we could even make a transfer. And they were cleaned, but we still couldn't get all those little bits of stuff out of the grooves, no matter how hard we tried. So you're going to hear some bacon frying sounds, some clicks and pops, and that's what you're listening to. And this may be way too much in the weeds for most people, but you might find it a bit interesting how these things came about and how we managed to save all these old programs. Uh, the other thing you should know is that other than Red Skelton's copies of these programs, they don't seem to exist anywhere else. There have never been other Red Skelton programs found in other collections other than his own, outside of a couple isolated episodes. But NBC did not keep any copies of the shows. The sponsor, uh, the cigarette company, apparently did not keep any. So the only surviving copies we have are those that Red saved in his hot garage in Palm Springs, California. So there's way more detail than you probably want to know. And here from January 1st, 1946, is the Red Skelton Happy New Year program. I'd rather have a Raleigh. 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 Because Raleigh is the only cigarette that gives you all three. Hollywood, the Raleigh Cigarette Program, starring Red Skelton with David Forrester and his orchestra, Gigi Pearson, Verna Felton, our singing star, Anita Ellis, Pat McGee, and our guest, Wonderful Smith, and yours truly, Rod O'Connor. It's a pleasure to bring you metro golden Mayor's popular comedian and the star of the Raleigh Cigarette Program, Red Skelton! Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you and good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, Red. Uh, happy New Year to you, too. And Happy New Year to you. Well, Happy New Year to you. <laughs> well, we've kicked that around enough for this year. <laughs> well, how'd you bring the New Year in? I had nothing to do with it. I woke up this morning and there it was. <laughs> you know, well, during the last year, a lot of waters passed over the dam. Yeah, in sunny California, too. <laughs> a lot of people got soaked, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was really an eventful 365 Wasn't days, you know though. The war ended, a lot yeah. of the boys came back from overseas yeah. Rationing was stopped Dick Tracy went on a diet <laughs> Well, I wonder what the new year has in store for us Butter, I hope I... <laughs> Say, did you hear the Oklahoma-St. Mary's game today, right? Yes, and it was really exciting I was sitting in front of my radio And I could just picture Bing Crosby Crosby <laughs> <laughs> Bing Crosby and Ingrid Bergman sitting on the 50-yard line ringing their bells for the home team. 
Wasn't Hollywood Boulevard crowded? Yeah, last night, you mean, say, the old mm -hmm. street was creeping. <laughs> yeah, the New Year's festivities were really rollicking. Yeah, you said it. People were climbing up those Christmas trees like monkeys. <laughs> they had to give me a banana before I'd come down. <laughs> Four guys got arrested for J-staggering last night. Oh, hey, there was one fellow walked into, a, into a, um, a place, and he says to the bartender, a Marine, he says, here, I got a present for you. He says, I got a present for you. <laughs> a live lobster, here. A live lobster? <laughs> so the bartender says, well, thanks a lot. He says, I'll take it home to eat. <laughs> the guy says, oh, don't do that. Take him to a movie. He's already eaten. <laughs> Well, say, Red, did you make any resolutions for That's 1946? That's a good joke. Too bad it wasn't in the script, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you make any resolutions for yeah. 1946? Yeah, I got a couple I'll sell you. I won't be able to keep them. <laughs> well, Happy New Year to you, Anita. Oh, the same to you, Red. Say, tell me, uh, how did you see the new year in? Oh, I spent the evening with my mother. Oh. No other girl can make that statement. <laughs> <laughs> that is still breathing. Oh, but I enjoyed it, Red. We listened to the radio and really had a wonderful time. Really? There was only one thing wrong. Why? Just as I got to bed about 12.30, some crazy fellow started pounding at my door. Why, I could have killed him. Gee, that's awful. What did you do? I nearly got killed. <laughs> <laughs> Say, did you make any New Year's resolutions, Rod? Oh, I certainly did. You know, I resolved to be more helpful to people. Oh, well, you know, sort of a two-tone, uh, ton, <laughs> Mr. Anthony, huh? Well, look, I've got a problem. <laughs> I've got a problem. You are a happy little blimp at that. You know. <laughs> I can't find an apartment, Mr. Uh, O'Connor, and I'm sick of living in that tool chest with the built-in bird bath. Do you think you can find me something? Well, I can't do anything about the housing shortage, Red. No? But when it comes to brand-new cars, that's different. Why? You know, friends, the makers of Raleigh cigarettes are giving brand-new cars away every day. No kidding. Yes, each and every day, someone wins a Chevrolet. That's seven winners, seven cars given away every week. You can win one just as easily as the winner I'll announce in a few seconds. This is all you have to do. Complete this sentence in 25 words or less. We should all buy victory bonds because... Got it? We should all buy victory bonds because... Send your entries to Raleigh Cigarettes, Box 1200, Chicago, Illinois, together with two complete wrappers from two packs of Raleigh Cigarettes. Now, don't put it off. Write your prize-winning sentence and mail it tonight. Win yourself a brand-new car, just as this winner of December 28th. The winner of December the 28th was my cousin Joe. <laughs> <laughs> and will he be surprised? He didn't even send in an entry. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. The real winner was Carl Bergstrom, Jr. of Superior, Wisconsin, and congratulations, Mr. Bergstrom. More winners announced on this program tonight. <laughs> and remember, smokers, Raleigh's are the only cigarettes that give you all three. Throat protection, better taste, lasting freshness. Thank you, gentlemen, and now it's time for Anita Ellis to answer a musical question. How deep is the ocean?
How much do I love you? I'll tell you no lie. How deep is the ocean? How high is the sky? Thank you very much. The first story we read this year from our Skelton Scrapbook of Satire is entitled Bells and Resolutions. Our characters are fictional. If you think there's any similarity to persons living, don't you believe it. <laughs> Chapter 33 is entitled The Bells of Big Fork, Montana. Once upon a time, there lived a fearless cowboy named Deadeye, and every year he would ride into town the help of the New Year's celebration a week in advance, the Flathead County. Every nickel he gets on them jute boxes. <laughs> Think I'll go into Big Jim Brown's bar here. Howdy, folks. Hey, piano player. How about playing my favorite tune? No, 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 not not that one. The other one. That's it. <laughs> Symphony, I love that. <laughs> oh, there's my gal, Margie the Clipper. It's been so long since I've seen a woman, 
I don't know whether you hug them before you say howdy or after. Howdy, did I? I guess it's after. <laughs> Happy New Year, gal. Gosh, you look sweet enough to kiss. Yeah, and you look dumb enough to try it. Yeah. <laughs> same old gal. <laughs> And you're the same old Deadeye. You're still bow-legged. Oh, I ain't so bow-legged. Well, then put your knees together. Well, look at that. Four feet taller. <laughs> well, what's new, Deadeye? What's this I heard about you having a pistol duel with a horse thief? Yeah. thought you were going to reform. I thought you resolved in 1945 to get a steady job and take home an honest man's living. I did. You show me where the honest man hides it, and I'll take it home in 1946. Did you fight this guy in honest duel? Yeah, even let him shoot first. Then I stepped from behind the tree and plugged him. <laughs> it was fair and square. I got a fair deal, and he got a square box. <laughs> well, um... Are you going to bring in the new year with the honest law-abiding citizens of this town? Yeah, by the way, how many good law-abiding citizens are there in this town now? I don't know. Let's go over to the cemetery and count them, huh? <laughs> hey, any of you hombres want to make a thousand dollars? A thousand dollars? Sounds like somebody pretty desperate for a pound of butter, don't it? <laughs> Four days till New Year's Eve and I'll pay a thousand dollars to anyone who'll ride to the top of McGregor Mountain and ring that bell in the old Mission Tower at midnight. You got your man there, stranger. I'm the best cowboy in the West. Of course, I don't have a pretty English accent like Errol Flynn. But I am brave, you know. <laughs> you ring that bell, the thousand dollars is yours. Okay. Did I? Are you nuts? The Blackfoot Indians say that bell is bad luck to anyone who goes near it. Yeah, that's why I'm hiring somebody that don't know about the so-called superstition of that bell and let him ring it. Gosh, did I? You think of everything, don't you? Nope, just them pictures and Esquire. <laughs> Who just came in over there? Howdy, neighbors. Howdy. Stranger around here? Yep, I'm from Texas. Panhandle? Only when I can't find work. <laughs> Say, your nice gear you're wearing there, them boots, they genuine cowhide? They sure is. I'll prove it. I'll rub them together. <laughs> Great A, too, isn't it? <laughs> Say, how would you like a job around here bringing in the new year? We need someone to ring a bell. How much do you pay? I'll pay what I feel like. Uh, <clears throat> what do you want? Uh, I want you to feel good. Uh, shall I say uh, $20? If you want to, go ahead. Say $20. I'm going to say 10 <laughs> Okay, it's a deal. That sounds like a better deal. Then if you don't pay me, you don't owe me so much. Yeah. <laughs> Well, shall we get going? The horses are outside. Okay. I saw your horse. He looks just like that Long Ranger's horse, Silver. No, this is his brother, Stainless Steel. <laughs> well, we're off to ring the big bell. So long, gal. So long, Jedi. <laughs> Say, Dada, why is this bell? We've been climbing for three days, and I'm mighty hungry. Oh. Why, I'm so skinny now, I'm holding my pants up with my teeth, and it ain't easy. How come? No teeth. <laughs> well, why don't you forget about food? Think about something else. Uh, think about women. I'd rather think about food. Instead of women? Yep. Boy, I hope I never get that hungry. <laughs> 
There it is, the big bell in the robin's old mission there. Look how big that thing is. Kind of cold here. We still got five minutes before 1946. Hey, Dada, what's that big black thing walking around the front door that looks like a bear? A bear? Don't be silly. You're just so hungry you think you see food. <laughs> it's a mirage. It looks like a bear. It's a mirage. Of course, uh, some mirages are noisier than others. <laughs> Look, you go over and make friends with that bear, and uh, I'll go up and ring the bell. Who? Me? That's who I'm looking at. <laughs> Look, that bear is just as scared of you as you are of him. I don't see no goose pimples on him. <laughs> now, look, go on over there. If you were to go over there real fast, that bear would run. Yeah, home and tell the other bears what he's found for dinner. <laughs> look, I'll tell you what, he's getting... Pretty close to it. You go ring the bell and I'll take care of the bear. <laughs> That's funny. I'm going forward, but my feet are going backwards. <laughs> All right, bear. Now, none of that stuff. Just come a little closer. Just come a little closer. Well, that was a little too close. <laughs> Did he get you? No, but help me get my pants out of his teeth, will you? <laughs> I'll fix them. This 45 will make them lay down and take notice. Here now. Here, here now. See, all right, I'll lay down, Bear, but give me my gun back. <laughs> oh, you? Hey, Dad-Eye. Yeah? I'm up to the bell, and it's midnight. Hey, we're going to get that thousand bucks. Go ahead, ring it. Hot dog, we've got it. Look out for the bell. Now, look, Bear, I've had enough out of you. I'm going to open your mouth and break your jaws with my bare hand. <laughs> Oh, well, I can always count that money with my toes. <laughs> uh, say, Red, let's start the new year off right for someone by giving them a swell prize. Okay, Mrs. Uh, Lou Buttons, uh, you win Van Johnson. <laughs> No, Red. No. We're going to announce another winner in Raleigh's Car Day Contest. You know, friends, each and every day, someone wins a brand new car. Every day, mind you, seven cars each week. To date, 50 cars have already been given away by the makers of Raleigh cigarettes. And one of these might just as well be yours. They're new 1946 Chevrolets, and they're so easy to win. This is all you have to do. Complete this sentence in 25 additional words or less. We should all buy victory bonds because... Send your entries to Raleigh Cigarettes, Box 1200, Chicago, Illinois, together with two complete wrappers from two packs of Raleigh Cigarettes. Enter again and again because winners are chosen from entries received each day. Yes, each day a new winner. Entries are judged on uniqueness, originality, and most convincing statements. Judges' decision final. Duplicate prizes in case of ties. Entries become property of Raleigh Cigarettes. Contest limited to United States and members of the Armed Forces Abroad. Send in your prize-winning sentence tonight and win yourself a new car, just as this winner of December 29th. A new Chevrolet goes to Dan Benson of Salt Lake City, Utah. Congratulations, Mr. Benson. More winners announced tomorrow night in the Raleigh Room, starring Hildegard. Be sure to listen. Thank you. And now back to Forever O2. <laughs> Chapter 35 of the Skelton Scrapbook, as we turn the page, we find a clipping from Believe It or Not. 
It says, David Forrester is the only musician in the world whose orchestra is composed of 32 relatives. <laughs> Tonight, the old Forrester family will stagger through the Camp Town races. <laughs> in the audience, too, tonight, I see. <laughs> Chapter 36 in the scrapbook is entitled Resolutions. Starting the new year right is a feat for some people, but wrong or right, Junior shows Granny that he is still the mean widow cares. <laughs> <laughs> Batter, 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 Oh, no, dear. The granny will stay out here while you're taking your shower. No, come on, it's all right. Come on in. I got my clothes on. <laughs> what? Junior. Oh, dear, and I thought 1946 would be different. Look at you. You're soaking wet. I am messing, huh? When you take a shower, you're supposed to take your clothes off. Now she tells me. Did you wash your face good? Yes, I did. What's all that dirt behind your ear? That's where I wash it to. Junior, 
Do you know what day this is? Certainly I does. I wasn't born yesterday, you know. Well, <laughs> what day is it? Well, let's see. 30 days past September and Uncle George for driving while he was... Junior! <laughs> I asked you what day this is. Does you know? Certainly. Then why should we both waste each other's time discussing something we both know? <laughs> Boy, women are so exasperating sometimes. Junior. Exasperating. Junior. I'd like to look that word up someday. Yes, you should. <laughs> this is the first day of the new year. Yes. And it should be full of new possibilities, you know. I hope that you've made a resolution to do bigger and better things. Yes, I had. Yes, I had. If my resolutions work out like I had them planned, this year the fire department should be pretty busy. <laughs> What do you mean? <laughs> You'll hear about it later. I had been reading up on the atomic bomb. <laughs> Not only will you hear about it, the whole town will hear about it. Part of me here, part of me there, part of me there. That will be Junior all over there. <laughs> Junior, you're only kidding. <laughs> you just keep laughing, kiddo. That's all. <laughs> Do you realize what New Year's Day means? Yes, I do. It means that Grandpa won't be able to get out of bed for two days, don't it? That's enough. Now, don't you hit me. Now, now, if you hurry and change your clothes, we'll go say Happy New Year to Jim Harkins. Oh, Jim. Sure, it's crowded today, ain't it, Granny? Now, uh, hold on to my hand, I will here. not do this. I will not. I is a big boy now. I is a year older All now. All right, well then, darling. Why don't you make a new resolution in 1946 to help other people? Oh. Won't you take poor old Grandma's hand and help Grandma across the street? Okay, I will do this. Here. Now, hold tight, Grandma. Don't get hurt, you know. <laughs> now that I have a good hold on your mitten, Junior, I might as well tell you that I was just using child psychology on you. Oh, really, <laughs> was you? Well, now that you got a good hold on me mitten, Grandma, I may as well tell you that me hand ain't in it. <laughs> Got a nice house here, isn't he? Oh, I hope Jim's home. No, Jim, who's this Jim you talk about? Or... This gentleman is a very dear friend of mine, Junior. Oh. If I'd met him before I'd married your grandfather, well, sometimes I wonder. No, no, now that's not right, because if you hadn't married Grandpa, then you would never met Mummy. And if without Mummy, you wouldn't have me. All right, so I made a mistake. Yes. <laughs> Happy New Year, Vernon. My, my, you look younger every day. Yeah, you know, Benjamin Franklin used to tell her the same thing, you know. <laughs> Verna, you don't look a day over 40. Really? No, I'm wrong. You don't uh, look a day over 35. How wrong can you be around here? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Happy New Year to you. Ah, shut up! <laughs> Junior! Won't you come in? My junior, you must be a lot of good company for your grandmother. <laughs> Trusting old soul, ain't you? Uh, you got a nice house here, you know. Thank you. Verna, remember the first New Year's we met? Yes, you gave me a lift on a bicycle. A bicycle built for two, I hope. 
Well, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's not get sickening about it. Junior. Jim, you must come over to dinner sometime. Oh, thank you. Does you like turkey, Jim? Yes, oh, I bring do. one over. We cook it. Junior! <laughs> By the way, where is your husband? Now he's home sleeping in office. <laughs> Junior, at times I can't figure you out. Well, stick around, kiddo. You will. <laughs> Get over there. Oh, look, you got a kitty, Karen. No, 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 don't get rough oh, with the kitty. Look at him. Don't get rough with him. He might scratch you and get blood poisoning. Yeah, he... <laughs> Boy, they sure does love me, don't they? Huh? Boy, ain't you a dandy cat. Look how fuzzy you is, boy. I'm going to take you home with me, boy. Here, come up and look good. Here. Boy, he fast. Where'd he go? He jumped right off me arm. Oh, there he is up on that shelf. I will climb up there and get him. <laughs> Come on, Pat. Oh, Lumsy cat. It was the cat's board he had on his overshoes. Good heavens. What happened in here? Junior, what on earth are you doing? There won't be no inflation now because everything's come down. <laughs> Junior. For that, you'll have to be punished. I know. I was bad, so you go ahead and spank me. Go ahead. Run your beautiful hands, but spank me. Go ahead. I don't have beautiful hands. Yes, you do. They're so soft, so smooth, so Jurgens-like, you know. But go ahead Well, <laughs> run along. <laughs> <laughs> She's really got dishpan hands, but I got my spinal column to worry about. <laughs> now, where'd that cat go? Oh, there's a big box with a lid on it. I'll put him in there, then I know where he is when I'm ready to take him home. Where'd he go? There he is. Now, come on. Now I got you. In the box you go. Here, here, let go my nose. Stop it. Wait, 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 wait. Hey, Grandma. Let me out of this box, will you? <laughs> Tuesday night at the same time. Red Skelton, David Forrester, and his orchestra, Anita Ellis, Verna Felton, Gigi Pearson, Pat McGeehan, and yours truly, Rod O'Connor. Until next Tuesday, then. This is Red Skelton saying goodbye now. Thanks for listening. And remember the boys still overseas, right? And remember, listen to Hildegard tomorrow night and the people are funny with Art Linkletter Friday night over most of these stations. Red Skelton is heard in this program through the courtesy of Metro Golden Bear. Sir Walter Raleigh. That's the tobacco that leaves your pipe as clean as a whistle. It's carefully blended from rich, ripe burleys and mellowed with just a touch of rum to enhance the natural, full-bodied flavor. Get Sir Walter Raleigh, the quality pipe tobacco of America. Red Skelton is brought to you by the Brown and Williamson Tobacco Corporation.
Okay, from January 1st, 1946, there's your Happy New Year program starring Red Skelton and his cast of characters. A couple things on that show. They talked about a butter shortage. He mentioned a butter shortage in the beginning. Later on in the show, he mentions a housing shortage. And then towards the end, there's a little joke on inflation because they were worried about inflation after World War II. Red Skelton was very topical in a way that, uh, similar to Fred Allen, but a little bit more easily relatable today. There's also, during the sketch with, I believe, Clem Cadillhopper, uh, there was the Mae West imitator. I don't know who was playing Mae West on that, but they were definitely imitating Mae West. Mae West was banned from radio in 1937 as a result of a skit that appeared on the Edgar Bergen and Charlie McCarthy show. Miss West was a guest, and Arch Obler, who wrote Lights Out, wrote a special uh, little skit for her and Charlie McCarthy to perform. And it wasn't necessarily overtly dirty, but the way she delivered the lines and the way Edgar Bergen played off for her, it resulted in her being thrown off radio, and she never appeared again. So whenever they needed a Mae West-type character, they would have an actress do that kind of a voice, but they couldn't use the actual Mae West. Okay, Happy New Year to everyone from the good old days of Radio Show and John Tefteller. Please rate and review this podcast so we get more listeners. The more you rate it and the more you review it, the more it apparently floats out there before people's eyes and they have a chance to see it and stumble across it and listen to these great programs that you enjoy. Uh, Any questions, write them on Facebook. I'll try to answer them. And if you have any particular requests, you can put that up on Facebook too. Keep telling your friends, keep expanding the show, and we'll be back on Thursday with a science fiction show, and then again next Tuesday with more drama, variety, and comedy. So until then, once again, Happy New Year from John Tefteller, Daniel Chase, and the staff of the Good Old Days of Radio Show. (laughs) 